following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bank Bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 120 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is Stank. And it's the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We're bringing this podcast every Monday for free right here on this very feed. Uh, if you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, as well as uh, you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast to get some additional bonus content from us. Um, Dave, uh, we should probably address it up front. Um, the, the times, they are changing. Um, yes. They... Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll let I'll let you take center stage for 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 this. This is a very special episode, uh, not because it's our hundredth twentieth episode, because um, that's not a really a hundred and twenty. That's not really an anniversary which people celebrate. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let you take center stage for this. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, me and me and you have been talking about this, you know, for a couple of weeks now. But um, this is going to be my last episode as a regular co-host of the show. Um, no, no weird behind the scenes, like animosity or anything like that. But, um, I was talking to, to Birdo and for those of you that follow the show religiously, you know, I have a 14 year old daughter, Peyton, and there, there's certain, there's certain parts of one, the job at pro wrestling tees that take up a ton of my time. But then also, the, like, the show takes up a lot of my time, and not in a negative way. Like, I, I love doing the weekly show. Um, and then we added the Patreon stuff. So, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, the movie review. And then we also did Go Go Scrub and Stank and Scrub and Stank, Stank's Detective Agency. The problem is, like, my daughter made a comment, and it planted the seed in my head where we, we were watching it really started we were watching the movie up uh, onward on on disney plus and they were doing like a bucket list of all the things that they wanted to do with their dad that you know had passed away and then i jokingly said to peyton i said hey is there anything on the bucket list that you, you want to do and she said yeah but you probably won't have time you'll be busy working and it's it's stuck like an ice dagger right in my heart. And I was like, oh man, like, and like I said, like I'm I'm a salaried employee for Pro Wrestling Tees, and part of that means I, I I normally work longer than forty hours a week, and there's times where I got to run at night and do stuff, and there's times where I'm up till eleven thirty, midnight, and that's not a complaint. I love my job and everything that comes with it, um, but that on top of like. You know, when we're doing the podcast, we're recording, and then if we're doing a movie, I have to watch the movie, and then, you know, then we do a review of it, and, you know, just like everything was kind of compounding, and it just felt like I was slowly starting to miss moments. Like, there were things like where some of the games, I was like, oh, I got to record, and then she would say, okay, but I would see on her face that, you know, she was not okay with it, and so... I had a long talk with my wife and my daughter and we found it best probably that, uh, I scale back my duties as a, as a podcaster. Um, I will say over the, over the two plus years that we've done this, you and I, we, we've both made so many friends, not, 
not just wrestlers that we've interviewed or people in the business, but um, like you guys, the listeners, the people that have supported us through social media or financially through the Patreon. Um, you know, there, there's people that have been with us since day one and we've grown as a family and, you know, we'll always be part of the family together. And this isn't like goodbye forever. I, I told, I told Berto, like, as time allows, if there's like a really cool movie we want to review, or if there's like a big thing that happens and you want me to hop on, I'll do it. I got no problem with that. Or, you know, if, if we have like, we have certain guests that recur and that like, I love talking to like Taffy and, uh, you know, Hot Topic Joe and there's a whole bunch of people. Effie, love Effie, Brody. And so, um, but as far as like regular week to week stuff, uh, I got to call it a quits for a little bit. And, uh, you know, Berto, you've been very gracious about it. And I've also said this to other people that like I've kind of told a few people and I said between (laughs) between me and Scrump, like if anyone was going to go on to be a professional podcaster, it would be Scrump. Uh, he's like, clearly like he's got the connections, he's got the voice and like me, I'm just an old lump of coal that was just doing this for fun. And I was grateful that, uh, that you asked me from the beginning, Hey, do you want to do this? So, um, I don't know what that means about maybe a future co-host or something that would kind of be cool to see, but, uh, yeah, for the time being, this is going to be my last episode and it's been fun. Like every single episode we've done, we've stayed up late, we've done pay-per-view reviews we've we've had uh boat madness sea madness uh we helped save a lady from almost killing herself (laughs) like like this this podcast has given me so many memories and has enriched my life in in ways that are hard to describe but uh yeah it's tough to say goodbye so i'm not gonna say goodbye but i'll i'll see you guys periodically down the road i mean it's it's definitely one of those things you guys where uh uh, you know, I, I consider myself lucky that for 120 episodes, Dave, I've gotten to do this with you. Um, yeah. again, when I first came up with the idea for this, it was one of those things where it's like, um, yeah, we have reoccurring like guest hosts, but you are so good at this that I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm okay. I, I found, I found my, my host, and, yeah. um, yeah, like again, you know, it it's like you said, it's it's not goodbye. It's a, it's I'll see you down the road. Um yeah. and it, like we mentioned there's no there's no heat, there's nothing, you know, like uh you know, not going to be any like fucking weird shots taken or anything yeah. like that, you know. Um unless I find a really good co-host, then I'll be like, "Oh, you're better than the other David." Oh, like what oh, do I, am I working out so much better without saying <laughs> like what if, like how like what if i found another co-host also named david like you and you know, just call them steak <laughs> yeah like there's a like, like um fuck what is it beer fest where it's like yeah. where it's like listen i know dave's dad is like dave's not dead yeah listen i know dave's dead but uh yeah. you know just so that I, since everyone's already used to it we're gonna call him new dave stank is that fine <laughs> like but stank isn't dead you just had him on last week it's like yeah. All right. But no, but I get, you know, in all seriousness, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to podcast with, 
you know, the likes of, uh, you know, Kevin Smith, John Pollock, Wei Ting, uh, Brody King, all these other wrestlers. But I consider myself the most lucky because for 120 episodes, I got to do it with you, Dave. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, and as much as you say, like, oh, there's only one podcaster, I know how much people love love you love your stories love your voice just you know love what you bring to the table so of course you know this this chair in front of me is always going to be here you know if and when yeah. you know whenever you want to come back and of course there's I, like you guys heard at this point 120 episodes you could go back and and listen to as well as all the the patreon stuff so yeah you know we're we're gonna miss dave i know you know again for me one of the one of the perks of of working here you know there, there's a lot of cool perks a lot of cool things uh you know that we've gotten through this job you know like wrestling uh living in warehouses just all sorts of cool fun opportunities but i think my favorite has been again getting to do this with you um so thank you dave for all the because all, all, all the late nights that we fucking we've stayed up just to talk about uh whatever newest bullshit marvel announced um yeah definitely gonna we're definitely gonna miss you on here bud but uh you know this this isn't gonna be a sad episode you guys because uh things <laughs> yeah because it's been it's actually been quite hectic of a week um with first off if my voice sounds a little bit different um it's because my goddamn wisdom tooth dave i am i've periodically come on here and talked about how like Oh, my wisdom tooth, my wisdom tooth. And that's the thing where it's like, I know I got to get it removed. You know? I know that I shouldn't be teething as a 28-year-old, but um, it happens. Yeah. I'm not gone. And usually for the most part is, usually for the most part what happens is it'll start to impact and I'll get sick for about a day or two. And then I'm over it. Like, literally, it's yeah. that quick. A day or two, maybe three, maybe three. Like, it doesn't ever last that long. Well, I'm currently on day three. Um, it is not fun. Like, it is now a little bit to the point where I can only eat with the left side of my mouth. Um, yeah, just fuck it. Just the worst. Like, so, I, so now, let me ask you, does every does everyone get wisdom teeth, one, and do they always have to be removed? Because I, I have some late molars that came back in. I'm assuming they were my wisdom teeth. And, like, I've never had a problem with them. Well, I, for my assumption is some people go through that. Some people get yeah. their wisdom teeth, and then they're fine. And that's it. Yeah. Um, apparently, because I, I, the last time I went to the dentist and they did, like, a full x-ray, which was going to be, like, a few years ago. Yeah, they said the bottom two have already grown in, and they're fine because they grew in weird. So they've fully grown and they're not going to impact. They're fine. So, yeah. yeah. So they're just sort of there, but they were like the top two though. They're they're gonna give you fucking problems. And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, now they're <laughs> now it's that now they're they're giving me problems. Yeah, like I know like some people like, um, and it's fucking expensive. Like, oh yeah, to get them removed. I know. <clears throat> so expensive to the point where uh karima who works over with us at one hour is like i like to tell the story about how getting four wisdom teeth was so expensive that it was literally cheaper for her to take a fucking trip to poland get her four teeth removed 
stay there for a week than it would have oh, for her to have just done it here in Chicago. Like that's know. insane. Yeah. One that's that's a true testament of the state of healthcare in the states that like and and also it's a testament to how difficult it probably is to remove those teeth cuz they're the most out of way teeth in the farthest back part of the mouth. So I'm sure as a dentist, they're probably like, oh, another set of wisdom teeth I got to pull. But yeah, like I've had several friends that have had constant problems with their wisdom teeth. And like me, like I, I got off scot-free, so I I definitely feel their pain, but like I, I don't quite, I can't quite sympathize in the way that, you know, I would like to, but. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just the fucking worst. And um, oh yeah, like. Again, like I'll tell people, I'll be like, "Oh, you gotta go get it removed." And I'm just like, "Yeah, maybe." I'll tell my girlfriend; she'll tell me the same thing. I'll talk about it with my mom, who is a former dentist, and she'll again tell me the same thing. And I'm just like, "Yeah, maybe." I don't know. Um, I just hate going to the dentist. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like I hate going to the dentist. Like, oh, but yeah, eventually this bad boy's gonna have to come out. And um, so that's why if you hear uh, my voice is a little hoarse. As well as um, uh, full gear was last I, night. Yes, and I did. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew. Full gear was last night, and I spent a majority of it screaming into the face yeah. of Kenny Omega. But we will get there. We will get to full gear. Uh, first, very quickly, uh, like other stuff did happen. You know, th- this week. Uh, the the first most notably, um, I got to uh, I got to see Kevin Smith. Uh earlier in the week on monday uh kevin smith there's a there's screening of a kevin smith documentary clerk uh over clerk, he- yep. yeah over here at the music box which uh clerk is of course a documentary based on the life of kevin smith uh, with juan from the, from the shop and uh it was fun like I, I mentioned to i mentioned to like several people that asked how it was um because they asked me like how was the documentary and i'm like you know what it uh if you if you know someone who doesn't know who kevin smith is who you know has maybe heard the name in passing if you show them this documentary it is an excellent way for them to know exactly who he is what he's all about um you know and if you yourself you're a kevin smith fan uh maybe not you know maybe you're not a psychopath and have listened to every podcast ever that he's ever done uh then again, this is good to like, oh shit, I didn't know all these things about him. And if you are a crazy psycho fan like myself, then it is just a good refresher. It's a good refresher to see like, um, you know, what he's up to, what he's been up to, and just a, a very fun documentary. And uh, now, of course, with like these Kevin Smith screenings, there was a Q&A. And uh, it was funny because I've been to these Q&As and I know how long the lines can get. I know how many people are usually asking questions, but Kevin, you know, goes to ask a question and nobody gets, nobody gets up. Nobody says anything. One guy gets up and just starts yelling a question. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to fucking ask a question next. I'm going to ask a question next. I'm just listening to everything he's saying. But I was like, no, fuck it. I'm not going to be a pussy. I'm going to just get up and walk over to the microphone. And I look up and I look over. And by that point, there's 17 people in line. I was like, fuck. I was like, you know what? Uh, It's fine. Maybe he'll be quick. Yeah. Dave, he took a half an hour telling a precursor story before he even answered the question to the first question um so safe to say i didn't get to ask a question at one point i actually did just get in line because i was like i don't know 
Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Who knows how quick he'll be? But um, no, again, it, it was very fun. Uh, you know, of, of course, getting to see that, and uh, the theater manager uh, let it slip that when he's next year he starts touring Clerks Three, they'll be back. So, um, hopefully, I'll get to see Clerks Three there with him. That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, I saw the trailer for Clerk, and at first I was confused. I was like is this what he's calling the new clerks movie? And then I, I realized what it was. Um, but I saw that they were coming to Chicago and I was like, Oh man, that's going to be so fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course the only thing that sucks is, um, the music box, of course, for those of have never been here is it's like an old school, like a uh, theater here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I've gotten to see, uh, the Joker there and once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood there and what is it? 16 millimeter. Um, or 18 millimeter or I don't know. Wes is listening right now. He'll know what I'm talking about in actual film, you know, for the film of aficionados. Um, and it's, it's nice, but the only thing is because it's an old school theater, like not that much room as far as like, uh, yeah, to, to, to sit in these seats, you know, like we were very, like the one guy next to me should have, leaned over or should have moved over one seat so we had a nice buffer zone between us because i wouldn't have minded if like juan was fucking like on me or, or vice versa but it's like very much just had to s- sit nice and polite and then we wound up just moving seats because again like uh, not the most ideal seats uh, right. especially for an event that's now at this point gone on three four hours because uh, again kevin smith man loves to talk um <laughs> But Dave, another series of things that happened though later this week was uh, Marvel dropping their giant dick. They literally—I mean, I knew it was coming because it was like Disney Days or, yeah. or or something like that, where they were announcing, basically confirming most of the stuff that um, we already knew was coming. Uh, of course, in this instance, they confirmed the uh, Secret Invasion, uh, an mm-hmm. animated show called Marvel Zombies. The Agatha House of Harkness show, Iron Heart show, uh, and I am Groot. I believe it's a Christmas special. Um, well, I think th- I think there's. I don't know if that is the Christmas special because they showed it like right after another, or it could be two different shows. Uh, possibly, <laughs> um, and I am, and it's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. So who knows? Okay. Um, what if season two? Uh, Echo, which is a, a character that will be introduced in, in this new Hawkeye show. Spider-Man freshman year, which is uh, well, Spider-Man's freshman year, you know, uh, an animated show prior to before him, you know, sort of joining the Avengers and stuff like that. Um, of course, these next three shows, they had a little bit of footage, some pictures and stuff to show, and I'm, of course, talking about Miss Marvel. Uh, she slash Hulk um, which is very way like I keep reading it like that. Like I know it's she Hulk, but I read it yeah. as like she slash Hulk as in like, those are my pronouns, you know, like re- refer to me as either she or Hulk. Uh, and then of course, Moon Knight. Um, and there's one last one that I, that I'm going to say for a little bit, but uh, Dave, uh, of all these other ones that they talked about and stuff like that, which one caught your eye the most? Like, cause, I mean, of course there was only really three that they showed anything for, but like, um, you know, of everything that I mentioned so far, excluding that last one, that you know which one it is. Um, yeah. how did you feel about them dropping the the bombshell about all those? So i I loved everything that they showed. Like, 
yeah, if you go on Disney Plus, there's like a 14 minute sizzle reel. And at first, I was annoyed because like it felt like 10 minutes of it was old recaps, which is fine. Like they they did a really good job of kind of like putting it in. One, I I I kind of knew that What If was like that was their teaser for Marvel Zombies, and so like. Uh, Marvel Zombies is it's it's a whole other storyline. Like, not to spoil too much, but like eventually, like Galactus is a zombie. Uh, so it'll it'll be like really cool to see how they do this. Um, and if they do it in the same animation style as What If, I'm fine with that. Like, I think it worked really well for that sort of thing. So uh, that was really cool. Um, and I will say, t- the two properties that I'm really really excited for are things that like I as a comic book fan was never really interested in w- one of them being Miss Marvel. Um, like I didn't really give a shit about Captain Marvel or any of that shit. Uh, when I was younger, but you know, we've said, and like, we're not the only ones that have ever said this, but like representation matters. And so for people to see themselves in a character, like, and typically we don't get this in the superhero genre, uh, was cool. And like, there's a lot of, people that are scared of Muslims and there's a lot of Islamophobia and for a show like Miss Marvel, maybe to show maybe some ignorant Americans, what life is like day to day and that we're not that different. I think, I think it'd be a cool refreshing way and a good take on uh, what we've been seeing. And then the other one was Moon Knight. I've never been a fan of Moon Knight. Not that I hated him, but like it always seemed like, like when you like if you're a kid and you're you're trying to come up with your own superhero and you just mash together superheroes that you like and you get like to me Moon Knight was like sight unseen was like Spawn and Batman and Spider Man smashed together uh, and Batman all right unless I said Batman but um, what I and and I've also been a little sour on Oscar Isaacs I don't know. I, I think it was from his portrayal of Apocalypse, and I've slowly be, been getting over that. But I gotta say, what what they showed, and they didn't show much, but it looked pretty epic and pretty cool. And I wasn't sure how well the suit would translate into real life, but from what we saw, it looked really good. Yeah, I was very like I'm very much in the same camp of like um, with Moon Knight more of like oh in theory i like moon knight based right. on what people tell me he's about um but i never actually read much of any moon knight um but again the character just of mark specter always was um a fun kind of cool one that i was like hell yeah um and and it's funny because like in looking at this like looking at this is there's a lot of a lot of women you know a lot more women um, and a lot more diversity being introduced. Of course, you have like Ironheart, which uh, that's the one that um, I don't want. Like, and again, I've mentioned before, like it's it is me. Like, no, leave the character of Iron Man alone. Don't right, you know. But uh, you know, not because like I hate women. I hate black women. I don't want to see <laughs> black women. You know, um, not the case. Uh, it's just. I still, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm one that always still holds out hope because of wrestling. Wrestling has spoiled me where it's like, well, CM Punk said he was gone forever and it was never going to come back. And it only took seven years. You know, I was like, well, maybe Robert Downey will come back. Uh, 
but you know whatever they're moving on and stuff like that but with moon knight yeah like because they showed a little bit of she hulk and i was just like okay like looks cool and same thing with miss marvel like look fine you know yeah nothing egregious um but with moon knight i was just like okay all right and then again with like the um, there was like some like leaked uh show info that uh i I shared with you maybe like what like oh two weeks ago now um something like that about what uh, potentially they're going to be introducing with with that series so it's just like okay okay like i'm fucking i'm here with it like I, I fuck with this um and yeah i'm like i'm excited for that show again it, it's just i very much enjoy where they're going with the, the sort of spooky and like uh mystic side you know we got a little bit of it with dr strange and like it feels like now they're going just they're fu- they're fucking full-on going with it you know and and I'm here for it because, again, like we were so used to a specific Marvel and the specific way that Marvel worked for so long that now that they're changing it up, it's just like, okay, okay, I, I see what you're doing with this. Which, by the way, I don't think we, we've gotten a chance to talk about it yet. Have Have you managed to watch The Eternals yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I feel so bad. But uh, there was The Eternals and then um, there was another movie I was going to go watch. I, I, it escapes my mind, but like. I missed both of them, um, but I, I've been seeing a lot of people hate the movie. Like the people I know that have seen it said it was good, mm-hmm. uh, but the people that I don't know, which is the majority of the internet, <laughs> has been saying that they hate it. And you know, I have suspicions as to why they may hate it, but you know, <laughs> I'll keep this to myself. Um, well, one of the things that came with that movie, and I'm going to openly talk about it now because everyone is openly talking about it now, of course. Um, so, again, spoilers, If but, again, everyone's been talking about it, the director, the, everyone, um, is that, of course, at, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the, the, the trailer or in the movie, there's two separate post-credit scene. Um, one introduces uh, Pip the Troll, voiced by Patton Oswald and uh, Thanos's brother. I forget his name. Um, but he's played by Harry Styles. And a, a common reoccurrence that I've heard is, uh, you know, I took my girlfriend or wife to see this movie and they didn't know who anyone was. And then once Harry Styles showed up, instantly they were like, oh my God, it's him. Because that was, that was very much the same case with me. You know, like, right. like I took my girlfriend and she enjoyed the movie and stuff, but we're kind of sitting there. And then once he pops up in the post credits, she just like, oh, you know, she popped very much the same way I popped when, uh, at the end, you know, when we get to the second post credits and you see old Jon Snow there with, uh, you know, contemplating, you know, grabbing the ebony blade. Uh, you hear the voice of Mahershala Ali, you know, if it's the, the introduction of blade, you know, you, you hear him, uh, you know, say something to, to Jon Snow and, you know, very much the way she popped for Harry Styles, I popped for that. And like, yeah, you know, again, this is very much like we're starting to get into Blade territory now. We're starting to get into, you know, werewolves yep. and vampires and just all that fun stuff, you know, like they'll probably cross paths with Moon Knight at some point. Um, hell, I believe there's like a Sons of Something like uh it's just like the you know how there's always like a uh spook there's always like teams of like 
oh yeah, they were all Avengers once, but you know, if you put it, they're they're the Defenders, they're the the West Coast Avengers, they're the this or something like that. Um, with yeah. like the spooky characters that. I'm like, oh, okay. They're probably gonna go that way because I know Ghost Rider is a character they've been wanting to, you know, to reintroduce. And I mean, it very much seems like they're gonna sort of build up to that. But yeah, again, just um, I mean, that was kind of my biggest takeaway from Eternals was like, oh, cool, Blades in it again. The movie is fine. Like, I yeah, I don't understand why people are labeling it a cinematic abortion. Um, but you know, whatever. That's again, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we all know why most people have such a big problem with it. But you know, uh, little little side fun fact, I'm friends with one of Harry Styles' best friends. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's such good friends that people suspected that they were secret lovers, um, but th- this was through like some is professional he, work. Is it your, is it your buddy Mike? <laughs> Yeah. Really? No. no. Oh. Uh, oh, also, one other thing. I'll th- but uh, I'm so much of a coward that I was always scared to ask him about Harry Styles, <laughs> even though I knew. Like, I was like, I don't want to be that guy. But um, also, I, two things for uh, speaking of movies and movie related. Um, this is a little off topic, but I'm friends with. Uh, this guy named Corey Kaplan, he owns uh, Corey's Famous Bagels in Chicago. Um, he's been on, like, The Prophet on CNBC, CNBC, and The Rock just shouted him out on some interview about his bagels. And then his daughter is in the credits of Red Notice now because uh, his daughter is, like, uh, the coordination director for Dwayne Johnson. So... he's showing up all over the rocks media feed and my friend's blown up. So a little shout out to my friend Corey, but I know people that are famous people is what I'm trying to say. And and Corey is the one that um, knows Harry Styles. No, no, the different, I I don't want to say the guy's name. Okay. Um, Harry Styles fans harass this guy all the time because they hate that they think that he's a secret lover to Harry Styles, but Man, that's uh, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, but uh, anywho, so, so you're saying is there's a possibility we get Harry Styles on the the podcast? Yeah. What what I'm saying is I'm practically best friends with Harry Styles and The Rock. Check, you know the, the things people don't know about Dave. Um, yeah, but of course, another one of the major announcements that they announced was the return of X Men the animated series in the form mm-hmm. of X Men '97. Um, yep. I believe we've talked like at at length, well, maybe not at length, but I believe we've talked about the animated series. Like, um, it is one of those shows that people always talk about. How like, um, man, it was really good until that ending, you know? Because that last season, I believe, um, it was friend of the show Juan David. He did an episode, um, of of his show run Sci Fi Everything You Didn't Know, and he talked about it. Where like, I believe they the whole last season it's animated differently it's from a whole different studio and it makes no sense because um i think they just ran out of money and were like ah, i don't know we just we don't we don't really want to do this anymore you know um but i enjoyed it like i have nostalgia for it like i understand like it doesn't necessarily hold up in in as far as it was 
it was definitely of its time um yes but i love it like i remember when i got uh disney plus for the first time much like a lot of people that was like the first thing that everyone was flocking to and like going back and rewatching and stuff like that um and so yeah you know like i, I remember i had a few of the vhs tapes as well like when i was a kid and i, I would rewatch those uh, on constant loop but uh how do you feel dave about uh, you know this x-men animated series uh returning in the form of x-men 97 so first of all i want to say disney plus Disney and Marvel stole my idea. I've said it several times on this show, and I'm sure they've been listening, <laughs> is that when, whenever you have a property that's well-loved and then turned into a movie, what's the thing that the one complaint everyone gets? That's not the thing that I remember, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the knocks on X-Men. Um, and, and there's a few movies that get away with it. Like, the Ninja Turtles movie is one of them. But, like, for the most part, like we got the Michael Bay Transformers and everyone's like, this is not G1 Transformers. And, you know, everyone shits themselves. So my idea was, why don't they take these classic sacred cow cartoons that people try to reboot and redo and it never works. You got He-Man, Thundercats, Ninja Turtles, you name it. Batman the Animated Series. And why don't, with the skills of the animators today, just act like the show didn't stop. Make more seasons of it and do it roughly in the style of the show. Get the same voice actors if you can. I know it's impossible for some of that stuff. But, like, put your money where your mouth is. If you're saying, I love Thundercats and I won't accept any remake of it, then put that out. And not only will you get kids, but you'll get the adult collectors in on it. And this isn't exactly what they're doing with X-Men 97, but in spirit, like, they're just making more X-Men 97. Right. Which seems like a great idea. Um, I, too, was one of those people that love that Fox Kids block of programming. And like right now, as I'm talking, I have that electric guitar riff going in my head. Like we all did it. I will say when you look back, it yeah, it doesn't hold up very well. Like all the cool animation looks really corny now. Um, so I guess they're, they're tuning up the animation a little bit, but they're just keeping the same like DNA and we'll see. I, I think if this does well enough, we'll see this happen with other shows. I know, um, HBO max was talking about, uh, they're going to be doing more Batman, the animated series kind of in the same idea. So yeah, I mean, I hope we see more of this. I think it's a good idea. I kind of hoped that's what Kevin Smith was going to do with He-Man. Um, but I was, he, he went a little bit different way, you know, with a little bit of controversy, but, um, yeah, I mean, for all, for all the hoopla about like the last two, three years, just being shit, like the world falling apart and everyone hating each other and disease spreading outside of that in the entertainment world, we have such an embarrassment of riches and, you know, Disney and Marvel with that huge war chest, they can, they can do things and take risks that like no other studio would be willing to. So um, we'll see. I I saw some of the character drawings for the X-Men and like, like I said, it's not the same animation style, but it it invokes it in your memory. So I'm pretty excited. Even though they, I, one i haven't seen the uh the, the artwork but i also listen i just hope they don't get all social justice warrior on us you know 
don't don't bring any sort of uh, agenda to to this because if there's one thing I know about the X Men, Dave is it's never been an allegory for any sort of you know social movement. Yeah, any injustices being done to the other. Yeah, get, the, get that SJW crap out of my X Men. Um, yeah. I'm actually kind of hoping though, um, that this leads. To, I, I hope this is successful and that it leads to the the reboot of um the spider-man tv show from the 90s because again that one also famously ends on a cliffhanger um they never really finished their their last season and they wind up kind of transitioning to some other sort of show but uh, again in, in when speaking of uh tv shows that never really got to finish that's one of them you know that, mm-hmm. that spider-man the animated series and again uh i i know the, the closest that i mean Realistically, the closest we might get to that is that there was rumors of uh, the original voice actor showing up in um, this next uh, into the Spider Verse movie. Yeah, you know? which like would make sense because you could just put that Spider Man in there, you know. And again, it's a Spider Man that people know. Um, but yeah, very much excited for um, for X Men '97. You know, and it was funny. Ryan walked up to me because he's at, he's like low key a, a big fan of that show. So he walked yeah. up to me and he was just like, yo, he's like, dude, do you know? The re-? And I was just like, yeah. I was like, I was literally running over there to tell you. And he was just oh, like, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. What's funny is, so again, anyone that's ever met Ryan Barkin knows how stoic he can be and how like deadpan his face is. So it's really hard to tell when he's excited about stuff. But I knew he was excited about this. Cause we were having a bad day at the shop. Like, you know, some days you wake up and you come in and everything's fucked. And it is that way. This, that was this, like the day that this was announced. And, you know, we we're on Slack, our company chat and he's, you know, this fuck. Oh, this is, this isn't going right. This isn't going right. And then in the middle of all that, he goes, Hey, did you see they're doing X-Men 97? <laughs> so like, in the middle of all the chaos, he was really excited to tell me about it. So I was like, "Yeah, I just saw it." So he, you know, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good, good on him that he chose to, you know, talk about He's, that rather than all the other stuff that was going on. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was very much one of those days where I'm just like, "Oh boy, it is going yeah. to be um, a very fun day." And of course, as we sort of prepare for Black Friday. Uh, I guess, I guess it's a good thing that this happened now instead of two weeks yeah. from now. Um, all sorts of fun. Can't wait for Black Friday, as you can tell in the excitement in my voice. Um, but Dave, uh, of course, as I mentioned, uh, I'm actually so uh, Saturday day. Sa- yeah, Saturday. Um, I flew out of O'Hare Airport. It was myself. Um, uh, Friends of the show, uh, you know, Jonathan Delgado, uh, Giovanni, um, Mark, uh, Ray, and Juan. It was the, the six of us. We were making the trek to uh, Minneapolis for full gear. And uh, so originally the plan was, oh, yeah, we'll land there, go straight to the Mall of America, go to the show. And then after the show, we'll go get some food and then just go to the airport and hang out there. Um, well... That was that was the plan, and then Johnny and I were like, you know what, dude, we're fucking old. Like, we can't hang like uh, you know, like these young boys anymore. Like, we should probably get a hotel. 
because like I was right. looking at hotels and I was like, you know, between, I was like between the six of us, it'll be like thirteen dollars, thirteen dollars yeah. each. Like you know, it'll be fine and stuff like that. Um, well, Juan and Ray were like, no, we're good. We're gonna stay up all night partying. And I was like, God bless you guys. And they're like, yeah, we're good. We're just stay up all night. Then we're gonna go back to the airport. And I was like. God bless you too. So I wound up just being the four of us, and I got some shitty hotel. And when I mean shitty, um, it, one, it wasn't much to look at when we got there. Which first off, there's there, there's two La Quintas, and I was like, you know what? You can always depend on La Quinta. And yes. uh, you know, we waited for the shuttle to show up. We got in the shuttle. We get to the hotel, and at one point, we all kind of look at each other. And we're like, man, it's taking a lot longer to get here. And Johnny, who was sitting up front, we text him. We're like, ask him which location we're going to, the one on Nicola Avenue or the one on, like, 30-something Street. He's like, oh, the one on 30-something Street. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, sounds about fucking right that we got the wrong one. And uh, But thankfully, the guy was nice enough where we sort of explained. He was like, oh, yeah, hop in, you know. And um, he gave us a ride back. He was a very nice man, you know. We gave him a very generous tip. Um, but even even prior to that, so we got basic economy. We got the cheapest possible fucking flights out. And it was annoying just because both times I sat as far back possible. I sat second to last row on the left side of the first time. And then I sat in the very last row coming back. Um, not fun. Next time I'm yeah. just going to fucking book first class with my buddy Phil up there because, oh boy, even though it was a one hour flight, like, Oh, I just, it felt like it fucking went on forever. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we were going over there and so, uh, we wound up going to our hotel and again, not much to look at, but, uh, it wasn't until we came back, we discovered, uh, we had other roommates in there with us, um, in the form of little cockroaches, these little guys, you know, talking about fucking sugar water. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not fucking fun. And I could not go to sleep because of that, because there's a little fucking road. I mean, and, and they were in the bathroom that was where people were seeing them but i was like nope i cannot go to bed and if they're uh, in the everywhere yeah i mean Ugh. yeah it was just again i was like nope this is fucking disgusting but also we paid like 80 dollars or it was like 90 dollars or something so it's like i get it you know yeah i i, I fully understand this isn't it's not a holiday inn um but yeah, no, so we get there, you know, we drop our shit off, we go to the Mall of America, which I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to explore it more, because it was one of those things where, again, at this point, we're all fucking starving, we're like just dying, um, and we wound up going to Great Steak, which I was just like, listen, I'm going to fucking Great Steak, you guys can do whatever you want, Great Steak is gone in fucking, in, in Chicago, I'm gonna go fucking. I'm gonna go to Great Steak, and uh, yeah, you know we were we were eating right next to the Nickelodeon amusement park that they've got in there. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool because like again, it's literally just an amusement park, it's smack right in the middle of a mall. Um, it looked very cool. Like I I wish I I want to go back there. Like it was um, two separate conversations. <laughs> I was like I was like uh, a conversation with Frank and and with my girlfriend. So I've had both now a conversation with my boyfriend and my girlfriend about going to the Mall of America and um, like actually like exploring it. And it's like cool enough they have like a hotel there, so like you could 
you know, stay, which I'm sure it's expensive because it's in the Mall of America, but there is a hotel there that you can stay at and sort of just like walk around and stuff because I feel like it's, I definitely feel like it's one of those things where like if you got there early enough and just sort of just walked around the whole day and made like a day of it, it would be like yeah. a, a pretty cool experience because there was just like a lot of shit. It was a lot of us walking around and us like, and you've never been there, have you? I think I've been there once when I was really young, but. I don't remember much about it. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, it's literally just like, I mean, everyone has a fucking mall near them. I, at least yeah. Most people. Um, it's just like, it was just that, but just times 100. This thing was just like on steroids. There was just so much, like, literally just so much shit just everywhere. Like, you know, you want a fucking store that sells fucking thumbtacks? Here's the thumbtack store. And then here's the fucking adhesive store. And then here's the fucking, uh, you know, like everything just had a store and everything like just seemed packed. Like everyone was in every store. And, and that seemed really cool. And again, I didn't get to do much exploration. But right after that, you know, we rushed. We got to dine or to dynamite to full gear, which uh, awesome setup. Like, they, you know, they, it was a little bit different from the normal setup in that, like, the stage had like a a cool like steampunk thing going on with all the gears and stuff like that um which again that was pretty cool that was really nice to look at and of course uh the the five of us not not including giovanni who you know he, he had seats uh a, a little bit higher than us but we had these ringside seats and, and and at first we were like oh man like again sounds like such like a fucking whiny thing that you know it was like for it was like first row but it was like oh no like we normally sit over there on the hard cam side yeah. but it's okay you know like again to me first row is first row and i wasn't gonna complain about that um and boy were we in for a fucking treat because i mentioned to you um the the cameraman was definitely like all up in our faces so there was a few times that i know you know that we were on camera like at, at one point um uh, my girlfriend and her and her family were watching it and she was just like oh my sister just saw you on tv and i was like oh shit and like uh you know, like I had, like Marty DeRosa or, or Wes be like, oh, hey, I, ju I just saw you. And I was like, OK, cool. Specifically during the main event, which is when I knew when we were on TV, because, I, you know, I got to protect the business, Dave. You know, I love both Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. You know, I love them dearly. But Hangman Page is the baby face and Kenny Omega yeah. is the heel. Yes. So I had to protect the business. And so, I, you know, we sat there, we were booing Kenny, and, uh, you know, like, at one point, he's in front of us, and we're just like, boo, Kenny. It's like, you suck, Kenny. Kick his ass, Hangman. You suck, Kenny. Fuck you, Kenny. You suck. And, you know, clearly he hears this, and, uh, you know, he, he grabs Hangman and whips him into the ring, and then grabs Hangman and whips him right in front of uh, Juan's section, and then, you know, whips him again right in front of where me and Johnny are. And he looks up, and then I mentioned to you, like, he does that, gets up, and he goes, how's that, boys? Something along those lines. Just something, like, in his weird, creepy, like, alien voice, like, how is that, boys? Um, and so I knew that much, but uh, apparently uh, we came across a few times. Yeah, you you guys were all over that show. I, I believe, like I, I told you earlier, I, I believe, like, right when the show opens, you know, when they're doing, like, the da 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 and, like, the crowd's going, you guys were, like chanting but yet there, there was one moment the, the, first of all there would seem like a good portion of the match was just right in front of you guys mm -hmm. um but there was one moment i could hear you guys you know saying hey fuck him up hangman or, or whatever 
and then I think he, he puts he puts Hangman almost in like the pedigree position. And then I can hear you guys giving him shit. And then he looks over at you and he it looked like he almost wanted to break character and laugh. And then, and then he just looked at you like, and then like I could tell like it clicked, and he just looked at you like a heel. But like the one thing, you know, we always talk about the perks of being at pro wrestling tees, and we're almost always when it's in Chicago, we're on the hard camera side. But like the the bad part about it, and again, this this is such a weenie complaint, and it's not even a complaint; it's just an observation, is that because we're on the hard camera side, we normally see the wrestling from the back because they're playing to the camera. Right. But you were on the side. So you kind of got like the best of both worlds. And then, yeah, just having as much of the action on your railing as was like, it was awesome. You guys got a a lot of prominent screen time. Uh, And, you know, I was watching with my wife, obviously, and she's like, Oh, there's Berto. There's a Johnny. And, you know, she was really excited to see you guys. Um, But I mean, talk about, an awesome show. And this is one of the things that luckily AEW hasn't suffered from. A lot of times we'll see like, again, I don't want to seem like we're WWE bashing, but like they'll have some shows where, you know, they're getting ratings of like six out of 10 and they're like, well, that was a show. There was a bunch of fucking filler. And you know, this match was a two minute squash match. Like they gave us lots of match for each match. Like none of them were throwaway filler, go to the bathroom matches at, even my brother who kind of like he like doesn't like wrestling that much at all. He was like, he's like, these are, these are pretty long matches. And so, um, I think like what the pay-per-view was like four hours long. We got a lot of value out of that pay-per-view and there was a lot of good quality stuff. Um, what would you say was your favorite? I I know you guys were intimately involved in the championship match, but what would you say was your favorite match? I would have to say, um, like, which first off, so you, you mentioned something like, oh, it was a four hour show. Like, that was one of the things that was sort of like daunting and intimidating. Like, we were like, oh man, like, yeah, yeah that's hour. a big show. Yeah, it's a four hour <laughs> show. Did not feel like it. Like, yeah. I, again, the show was so good. It was hard for us to figure out when to take bathroom breaks, when for when we should go buy more drinks. Like, for us trying to just figure those things out, which again is a good sign. It is a good sign yeah. that we're like, oh my god, I have to fucking, I have to take a piss, but I can't leave because everything is really good. Um, in ring ring work wise, like technically wise, MJF versus Darby for me was like match of the so- night. It was just on another level. Like M- MJF is someone who is more known for his uh, mic work, you know, yes. like um when you sort of talk about like those four pillars of AEW, he's a good, or yeah, he's a good wrestler, but again, he's a great, great talker. So that sort of gets outshined. But with this in particular, I was like, holy shit. Like he is fucking, look at this guy. He is fucking going for it, you know? Um, yeah. and, and so that was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed that. But of course, uh, from like, just the way it felt it was like a big fight feel punk versus kingston like um dude i again because my my throat was fucking shot i wasn't really like i I was very sparse with with the cheering and with the booze and you know with the yays oh my god this match it was just fucking 
it was electric, you know? It was fucking so much Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. And, like, dude, when CM Punk, uh, and I talked about it with him because I, I, we were on the same flight back. When this motherfucker started to do the Cena moves, you know? The fuck? <laughs> where I see him do the one shoulder block, and I was like, huh. Yep. And then he does the second one, and I'm like, okay. And then he does what, like, John Cena would call, like, the, the proto-bomb back when he was the prototype. Uh, yep. And I'm like, no. And, and then he pops, raises his hand. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I told, like, I, cause, like, we're on the same flight, and I was just like, I was like, dude, I was like, how fun how fun was that, you know, seeing everyone's reaction? He's just like, yeah. He, he smiled. He's like, yeah. He's like, that was... That was a lot of fun, um, but again, that match was awesome. Like it was just a fight from the get go. I think it was maybe only like 10, 13 minutes. Like it wasn't long, but like it they was, got a lot of stuff in. Oh, dude, yeah, it was a fucking fight. I love that, and of course the main event. Like I mentioned, um, I have a special connection. I guess I would say with Hangman Page, um, at least I feel. <laughs> yeah, one you know we've always gotten along every time we we interact and stuff, but. Um, you know, we both had, we both, uh, we both shared a moment at all in, um, mm-hmm. you know, you guys know what moment that is. And if not, yeah. you know, go look it up. Cause we don't really talk about that anymore. I used to be known when we first started this, I was very much known for, for one thing in particular. Uh, you know, I just, I don't want to be a dick about it, but, yeah. uh, you know, after that, it was one of those things where it was like, Oh man, that's a pretty cool special thing, you know? Uh, and then on the f- first on the second jericho cruise um well on the first one we get to hang out with him you know but on the second jericho cruise as well he and kenny win the titles the tag team titles and i was the plan i was the plan in the audience i I gave him my beer he drinks it and then he he looks at me he's like all right put me up it's like all right brother say less and we fucking you know we lift him up and he crowd surfs and i was like hey this is the second time i've lifted him up at a major show um yeah and, and so again, and see, from seeing someone who, you know, I, I we sort of seen this guy's rise from just you know the uh, the young boy in the Bullet Club to now he is the face of the company, and I think that's fucking awesome. I I really love that because, um, you know, the love is there. You know, it's and this is like, you know, this is really their first homegrown project. This has been yeah. three years in the making. You know, and um. I think it's fucking awesome. Like I, I love it. That that was such an emotional moment seeing him finally win the belt. And again, like if it were a WWE show, there would have been some scree finish. Someone would have fucking screwed him over. There would have been a money in the bank cash in. Fucking oh no, you know uh, Aubrey was the one who counted the the, the count instead of uh, Paul Turner. So nope, the the decision is reversed. And instead, yeah. you know, you'll get the match next week. Like, it would have been some stupid shit, but, like, it was fun just seeing what we want happen. You know? Yeah. Like, what we wanted happen. And so, yeah, I, again, those three matches in particular just really stuck out to me. What about you? What were some of the things that, like, you and your family enjoyed? Well, one, just to piggyback off what you are saying about uh, Adam Page, you know, when he came out on the screen – you know, when it has his name, it said, we're proud of you, the graphics team. <laughs> so, like, that was cool. And then Adam Page is the perfect example of 
not just him seizing an opportunity, but everyone around him that saw something special that maybe not everyone did. Like when he started hanging out with, you know, the Bucks and stuff, and they were doing the BTE stuff, they really gave this guy a huge rub that maybe a lot of people didn't think he deserved or, uh, you know, thought was maybe overly generous. Like, he was a great wrestler, but, like, he was kind of bland. You know, he was he was a long-haired blonde wrestler. And there's those are like a dime a dozen, especially over the decades. But the amount of care that they took into him, even you see the amount of growth he had since All In, you know, which you were involved with. But, like, just the careful stuff. And, like, when AEW started, I think we, almost everyone had the assumption that he would be the first champion right and then we were kind of disappointed he wasn't but that all goes into the story like had they hotshotted him as the first champion i don't think it would have worked out so well for him like he's got so much goodwill that built up from this long haul storytelling and i just think it's a testament of you take someone that's young and hungry and doing the work but maybe they need a little bit to get that first step you know going and then you do that. Like AEW's been great at doing that, taking someone that has all the raw talent and you just need a little bit of polish and maybe a little rub from some of the established guys and no egos involved. Just help the guy out and a rising tide raises all ships. And so I think we saw that. The crowd was super happy. Um, it felt organic and genuine. And, like, to the outside person, it probably didn't seem like he could beat Kenny Omega. Like, there's always some fuckery with Don Callis or stuff. And, and of, of course, Kenny, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. So, I mean, what, what a great thing. And, and at the end of the match, it was cool. You can see they were obviously sharing uh, words. And clearly he was thanking Kenny Omega. But, like, wow, what, what a great story they told. Um, I, I also love the the punk Kingston match. Like here's another thing too. Like when punk left and he was angry at WWE, a big part of it was what are all these part-timers doing coming in? What are these old guys coming in, hogging the spotlight, taking the prime spots, being selfish, you know, with the way they're being booked. And then you fast forward to now and you could say someone like CM Punk's in danger of being that guy, the guy that could be the part-timer that comes in and hogs all the spotlight and uh, doesn't put over talent. Now, he hasn't lost, but that like like the Darby Allen fight, great. Like Darby Allen came off looking like a million bucks. Same thing here with Eddie Kingston. I mean, what a generous thing, like before the match even starts, to let Eddie Kingston fucking ring your bell in front of everyone and pretty much like for all intents and purposes, knock you out before the match even starts. And to, to have that amount of graciousness, like, okay, Eddie Kingston is a big threat to me. And then not only that, but like the energy of them, like flipping each other off, they're bleeding. Uh, and then the amount of, the amount of fun that CM Punk seems to be having with this run. It's so easy to look at seven years ago, punk and maybe call him, jaded and cynical and maybe a little grumpy so to see all of that wash away and him just enjoy being a professional wrestler something that we didn't think we'd see him ever do again has been 
one of the best joys of this year for me, just seeing that guy smiling, <laughs> his face, a crimson mask, bleeding, and just loving every minute of it. And then, you know, that MJF match, I'm not the biggest MJF fan. I think, me personally, I think he leans too far into the gimmick, especially in personal appearances. And it's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> like, I get it. You can kind of be a jerk, but, like, he's he's really good at it. Um, I will say him coming out in the lavender <laughs> trunks, like, big Ric Flair vibes without, you know, the sexual imposition on people. <laughs> like, just the swagger that he had and the, like, the, the violence these two committed against each other. The one thing I'm worried about is, and my brother was watching this with me, is I don't know if Darby Allen can do this very much longer without causing permanent injury to his skeleton. Like this guy is really fucking his body up. And like, I hope maybe he tones it down. Cause I would hate to see him walk, uh, hunched over for the rest of his life. And then like, my final thing is like, I, I loved that, uh, the six man tag match. And like I said, my brother's like a real, like, he's like wrestling's corny. For some reason, he loves the Bucks so much. Like, anytime they come out and they do, like, he only sees them at, like, pay-per-view matches when he comes to my house. <laughs> Every time they come out, they just look a little more ridiculous. Like, they were doing those headbands with the dangly jewels and the long dangly earrings. And then they, they come out in the brightest pink outfits I've ever seen. And then... <laughs> What I thought was a trick of lighting was they they actually had pink in their beards and mustaches, and my brother like got a hoot out of that. So, like, Adam Cole came out and he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I was like, "That's Adam Cole," and he goes, "This guy looks like a weenie." <laughs> I was like, "He's pretty good, dude." And by the end of the match, he's like, "All right, that was pretty good." <laughs> so, it's stuff like this. It it and it's what pro wrestling should be. You you deal in the absurd and the ridiculous, but something about the performance makes you believe even for a bit that what you're watching is real physical drama unfolding. And I got to say, am I biased? Probably, but I think AEW is doing it the best right now and it's really refreshing. And I don't think we're going to, we have this wrestling renaissance and this resurgence that we see without AEW. So it's really cool to be right there on the forefront, seeing it, you know, many times from the first row, like you got to last night and uh, the show was great. Four hours was a little long, I thought, but it was good. Yeah. I mean, again, <clears throat> I, I was admittedly just like, Oh man, like this is going to be so long of a show, but it just, it almost felt like a takeover, you know, like yes. the way takeovers used to feel where it's just like, um, we're 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 fucking going in. We're fucking giving you all this sh all this shit, and then we're getting the fuck out. Um, yeah, and yeah, like again, like I mentioned, I ha <clears throat> I had a lot of fun. Um, and for people, what do you call it? Who like had complaints about? Oh yeah, like maybe it was it was too much all at once. Because that was like one of the things I saw where it was just, again from a very very Mike Vogue. Uh, from a not vocal, from a vocal minority, is that how you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, this is some people who are just like, well, I don't know, man. It kind of just seems like you would have complained regardless of what they did. And again, man, you know, more power to you. We don't all have to like the same things. 
totally fine if you fucking don't. Um, but again, I very much enjoyed it. And I've seen a lot of people talk about like how fun of a show it was. And I, I think one of my favorite things too, specifically with them is like, they don't do it. You know, they don't do this, this exact show every month, you know, like right. their pay-per-views are spread apart enough to where like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll see you guys again in, in four or five months, you know, so that that way you don't get burnt out on it because there is, you know, there is something to say about like burnout. It is a real thing. Like you don't want to, you know, like you love pizza. You can't have pizza every day for, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can, but yeah. you're going to get fucking sick of it. You know, you're, you're going to have diarrhea. You're going to be like, oh my God, why can't I stop? You know, why do I live in the bathroom? And it's, well, because you decided to have pizza for breakfast, dinner, and lunch. And very much with AEW, it's like, um, they know, you know, when Tony wants to fucking give you a lot, he gives you a lot. When he wants to sort of just have a slow burn with something, very much the case. You know, it, it's a slow burn effect. And uh, I don't know, again, it's, it's like, it's just crazy because there's still, it's not like with WWE where you're like, oh no, they ran through everything. Well, what do we do now? You know, like there's none of that. It's very much already the show's over and now you have Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page to look forward yeah. to. You have, um, there's so many different directions where, you know, with so many different ways that, that things can go. And, you know, you have, of course, in, in the back of your, in your mind, you know, it's like there's people whose contracts are coming up. There's people who, um, you know, we're fired and, 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 you know, and, and, um, like 60 to 90 days, they'll be free. Um, Okada is in the U S I'm going to make a bold prediction, Dave. I think we're fucking getting Okada for the Chicago I think, show. I think so too. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Specifically because in particular last week, last week you have orange Cassie and his friends join chaos and they get their hand, they get their ass beat. Uh, at the hands of you know uh, the Hardy House Hardy um, House of Hardy whatever the fuck it is Matt Hardy and his friends yeah well this week you have um, Tomohiro Ishii uh, joining Orange Cassidy to fight the Butcher and the Blade I don't think they're winning I think they're losing and Orange Cassidy is gonna have to you know dig deep into yep. that Chaos roster and bring in Yoshihashi. Because of course Yoshihashi, the best member of Chaos. Um, no, I, I I think it's gonna be Okada. You know, because uh, Ishi, Tomohiro Ishii and Okada, they're here together. If we get to see them for fucking the Chicago show, I will lose my shit. Um, and that'll just be so much fun. Because again, it's like this is what Uncle Tony can do for you. You know, yes. uh, Uncle Tony can say, "Oh, uh, you know, you guys love that New Japan wrestling." Let me go ahead and fucking let me go ahead and bring over uh, Japanese John Cena. Like I got you guys, don't worry. And guess what? The best part is, is that everyone's gonna be expecting him to have a match with you know, uh, with with Brian or Hangman or, or Kenny. Nope, <laughs> he's probably gonna be in a tag team uh, wrestling fucking Matt Hardy. You know, which like again, just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to AEW. And you know, again, some people will disagree and be like, oh no, they're not perfect. They aren't. No company ever is, but like when it comes to satisfying the fans and and making mm -hmm. people happy, like Uncle Tony and you know, I, I'd much rather go with Uncle Tony than Uncle Vince. Well, and I gotta say too, um, 
there's all this argument that like the forbidden door stuff and dealing with all the wrestling promotions that they are, you know, including new Japan, you'll get the argument that, and you'll get, you get this argument from a lot of like veterans that should maybe know a little bit better, but they'll be like, yeah, they're really dealing with a small sliver of hardcore fans. And that might be true to a point. But I got to say, when you have a product like this on national TV and the hardcore fans are as energized as they are, these are the fans that are going to show up on arena nights, you know, on camera, screaming like you were last night. And when a casual fan maybe decides to buy that pay-per-view or go on Raw, or not Raw, go on AEW uh, for uh, Dynamite, and then they see the entire crowd, the entire match, screaming their minds off and cheering and being involved in the way that like the AEW fan base tends to be that causes excitement for the casual fan. And I'll tell you, like I have a lot of friends that know I do stuff for pro wrestlers and it used to be exciting when they're like, Oh, you did something for stone cold. Oh, you did something for CM Punk. Oh, you did something for Ric Flair. Those are all great feathers in my cap. But now I'm getting people that don't normally talk to me about that. They're like, Oh man, I heard about this AEW thing. It sounds exciting. That's the type of word of mouth you want. Like you don't want the type of word of mouth that like WWE was getting last week for, Oh, they brought these people up and fired them. And now like over 70 people this year are out of jobs because of this company. That's bad word of mouth. And whether you're doing bad word of mouth to the casual fan or good word of mouth to the hardcore fan, I think it's working more for AEW and they've got a lot of ground to make up if they want to be WWE level. But like just the stuff that they're doing, and like you said, like it's perfect. Give the fans what they want. They want something. Give it to them. Like you, you don't go to Baskin Robbins and then they have fucking diarrhea flavored ice cream and fucking boogered flavored ice cream. And you're like, well, uh, that'll make you appreciate when we have vanilla. No, you give them all the flavors that they want, and then they they buy it. That's what they do. And so, like, the other company has the approach of, here's diarrhea ice cream, and you'll like it when we give you vanilla. It's plain, but at least it's not diarrhea this time. No, we, we get, fuck, we get Rocky Road. We get rum raisin. We get all the good shit. So, um, it we we've been here since AEW since even before AEW was a thing and we get to see it naturally grow and it's been so cool. And it, it, I really feel like every pay-per-view, the bar just keeps getting set higher and higher and they're showcasing, you know, they're showcasing people like CM Punk. Yeah. But now we're getting champions like hangman page or we're getting <coughs> Andrade and we're seeing Malachi black do his thing. And new up and comers like MJF and Darby Allen tearing the house down and really owning the audience. It's this is what wrestling should be. We should get like a piece of everything that we like and not insult the fans. It, it's so good to have a company that doesn't do that. So, I mean, you don't, you know, Tony Khan, you know, to the comparison that you made, you know, he doesn't get upset with you that, you know, what an ice cream shop is that, you know, that there are more yeah. than one type of ice cream, you know, we don't ice cream. We call it ice cold. We call it cold refreshments around here. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And no, again, it is an exciting time. Like I mentioned where it's like, um, with the world of wrestling, like clearly AEW can't sign everybody, but again, there yeah. are going to be a lot of free agents in the next few, you know, f next few months. 
Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, it's just, it's just, it's uh, it's such a great time that we live in for wrestling. And yeah, man, like I'm excited. I'm excited to see what AEW's you know has to come. Like I'm I'm for a long time I was just like uh like. I don't keep up with anything WWE really does anymore because it's like, like I'll listen to my buddies, uh, you know, Davey and Braden review NXT and it's like they're <laughs> pulling out teeth. It's like they're getting their teeth pulled out, you know, for the most part, most weeks it's like, ah, uh, yeah. And then this and then that. And it's just like, you know, at, at some point WWE is going to face some sort of actual, um, you know repercussions for the way they've gone about booking their television for as long as for the way they have for as long as they have and you know um there'll be actual consequences and i'm not like you know it's not i don't mean to sound like fucking bleak but it's just at some point people are going to get tired of everything and you know they'll be like oh shit well you know we condition people to think we're the only game in town for the last 20 years and now like yeah. we, we're the our product is the absolute most dog shit that it has been. Um, what do we do now? And that's the thing; yeah. they're never going to go away. They're McDonald's. They are Coke. You know, like they are. Yeah. yeah, they will be there despite better, you know, products coming along. Um, but again, hopefully, at some point, somebody over there can fucking get it together and present another product. You know, like WB or hell, maybe you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah you know maybe someone fucking starts up their own company you know maybe a triple h i don't know maybe yeah. triple h buys ring of honor who knows um but yeah i mean that was pretty much you know uh, a full gear again a very fun show and uh i you know i had fun i, I barely slept though because again i mentioned the, the roaches and then i literally uh I, I parked my car at the airport, so as soon as we landed, got in my car, got the fuck home. I had to stop by Panera for uh, soup because, again, my yeah. throat's been killing me. Um, and, you know, now – and, yeah, it was just – it's crazy to me that, that just happened yesterday because, again, it's just like, oh, yeah, all those days ago where all this happened. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that was literally just uh, – Less than hours away. Yeah, yeah, less than 12 hours. Essentially, I was gone for a work shift. You know, for for about fourteen, fifteen hours. But uh, yeah, Dave. You know, um, you know. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. Really, I'm sorry. Really quick though, I I I, we do got to shout out uh, Patreon. Yes, members of the Patreon, really quick. Um, one second while I pull that up, uh, because of course you know one of the perks of being a member of the Patreon is you know we give all you guys uh. Uh, a shout out um oh geez sorry uh so uh and of course we love all you guys so uh a big shout out to clifford fraser jesse kohlenberg who was at the show wearing the exact same shirt i was wearing he, we were both in our pwt cast watchman shirt i didn't get to see him but he got to see val so i was happy for that um our little buddy mark villanueva who oh man if you could have seen the boy's face when uh when hangman won and funny enough the next person on the list joshua davis he messaged me he was like how is mark doing right now 
because you know <laughs> we know how big of a fan Mark is of Hangman, and oh boy, was like on the title himself. Yeah, you know the Hangman of Pro Wrestling Tees was very excited about the Hangman of AEW. Um, of course, the Invincible Man himself, Ryan Mears, R. Manuel Flanagan, Shannon Howenick, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, uh, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, our boy Anthony Torres. Uh, the great and powerful Brandon from New Jersey, W.H. Park, shot in the self, shot in the dark himself, John Ceno, uh, my Godfather Jesus, shout out Jesus, shout out Jesus, uh, B. Dornick, Brad, uh, our boy Moises Garcia, Sean Levine, Eric Campbell, uh, hot, uh, Katie Fabe. Okay, I was gonna call her Hot Topic Katie. As as, <laughs> as she uploaded us, uh, Katie Fabe yeah. was a fan of Hot Topic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Our boy uh, Steve Feast, uh, our our friend Rachel, uh, Drew, our boy our boy Drew Boyd, uh, stupid Michael, who I hope he forgets to to cancel this and just gives us money. For By the way, he messaged me on Slack. He said, "Give me my three dollars back." I was like, "No way, you fucking cheapskate!" Yeah, you fucking cheapskate. We should charge him double. And uh, yes. we, we do have a, a newest member, uh, Chester Screen Name. So we're going with uh, the Kid Forty Four. Uh, you know they. Uh, they didn't provide an actual name, but the kid 44. So shout out to all you guys for, for being members of the Patreon, of course, patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Now, uh, Dave, the, the floor is yours again. Well, you know, speaking to our, our Patreon subscribers, uh, who, like I said, went that extra mile to show, you know, both you and I support, we love you guys, but to everyone that's ever listened, everyone that's ever downloaded, anyone that's ever saw us at a show or an event or, Came to the shop to have us autograph something, which is is always a trip for me. Uh, Clifford Frazier uh, coming in and have us autograph shirts. I'll it, it's something I'll always remember. Um, to everyone that that gave us high fives and hugs, um, people that saw us at our live show at the Horror House. I I can't, I can't measure the riches that this show has given me. Because uh, the friendships that we've had, the people we've met, um, and also like seeing and talking to and becoming friends with a lot of these wrestlers, people that we've idolized and people that we respect for putting their their lives on the line for us just to entertain us. Um, we've gotten to see different sides of people that we didn't know existed. Um, and we've we've also got to see the maiden voyages of, of some people like Trevor Outlaw, who, you know, we saw his very first match. and he's taking the world by storm. Like these are, these are things and friendships and memories that, um, they're indelibly burned into my brain. And, um, you know, there were, there were times where I always talked about my brother. I was like, man, I'd like to do a podcast. And when this came up, I was very excited to do it. Very honored. Uh, we've mentioned a couple times. If you go back to some of those earlier episodes, it's two scared kids that don't know what they're doing. And, um, if the one repeating theme of our show I can impress upon you guys is if there's a dream that you have and if there's a thing that you want to do, do it while you have the time to do it. Because like I said, like for me right now, if if Birdo came up to me now and said, hey, I got this idea for a podcast I've had for a couple of years. Can you do it? I'd probably have to say no because of just the time constraints. But he asked me at the perfect time and it allowed me to do this wonderful show for over two years. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful to say that that's something I can chuck off of my bucket list that I've, I've hosted a podcast and, and I've 
you know, PWT cast originally was everyone that worked to help make t-shirts for pro wrestling tees, but it's also you guys, the listeners and the Patreon subscribers. And, um, again, I'll be back from time to time and you'll probably be annoyed because <laughs> I'll probably be long winded again. But, um, yeah, until that, until next time, we'll reverse it up. I've been stank. I've been scrump. And this is friend of the show. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here. Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.